Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. Last time we examined, started to examine anger. We saw we must refuse anger. We are human, we are sinful individuals, and anger can certainly find a place in our hearts and lives. So the Bible gives us instructions in how to take care of this, how to resolve it. The first thing that we can see in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, is that we need to guard our heart. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. The word grieve means to afflict with sorrow. Sin and anger grieve the Holy Spirit. When you are angry as an individual believer, you are literally limiting the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life. That's why as Christians, we need to make sure that we have no corner of our heart given over to anger. There is none there. We are removing it because it's so destructive in our relationships. It affects you know, a vertical relationship with Christ and in a horizontal with those around us. We need to be so careful about that. Guard your mouth is the next one. Actually, back one verse, 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 33 says, Be not deceived, evil communication corrupt good manners. The word corrupt means bad, decay, filthy, or defiling. Here are some things, some steps, uh, definitely biblical ways of resolving conflict in your marriage, in your home, uh, in relationships that you have. Keep your heart for God. Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Your heart's for God. Make sure that your focus, your desire, is on what God would want for your heart and life. That's going to help immediately. And then bear the other person's weakness. Romans 15.1. We then are not that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Uh, so in that marriage relationship context here for a moment, uh, I'm not really good at cleaning bathrooms. It's not one of my strong suits, shall we say. My wife does a lot more of that than me, but I love the vacuum. So then my wife hardly has to do it. That's, we're just burying each other, helping each other out. We can put it in the context of work. So if there's a workmate that struggles with an area and you're good at it and you can work together, well, great. Every friendship, every relationship needs that. I need to bear the, the weaker in that area and move forward together. Seek God's knowledge. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Through, uh, through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. You know what God wants? It makes your life so much easier. That's not to say that your problems dissipate or disappear, but you know what God wants. That's a big step in the right direction. Pray. Oh, praying about the relationship, praying about the family, praying about uh, the uh, situations that surround that relationship. Uh, Whatever the case, prayer is so important. Seeking godly advice, godly counsel. Proverbs thirteen eighteen says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Now, seeking godly counsel is contrary to what the world would say. There's not, it's not very often it's going to be what God wants is the same as what the world wants. I don't think that's even possible, to be quite honest. 
godly counsel is going to be different than what you will get from a magazine or a counselor of the world. You need to make sure that you're following godly counsel. So seek out those individuals who are living godly lives and are doing what's right. Ask them for encouragement. And hey, as a pastor, I would be honored to do that. It's definitely a part of my job and I enjoy doing it. Being encouragement, giving godly counsel. Yes, that it's needful. And be careful who you choose. Uh, again, back to that worldly counsel. Don't don't go asking counselors or people you know will automatically agree with you when there's a big life decision. It's better to get a, a wide uh, group of people, again, godly, but a wide group to say, hey, what do you think of this? It's just important. Again, in the context of marriage, uh, we need to make sure that we're not uh, going to the wrong sources. We need to go to the right source. Keep a clean slate. You know, chat before you go to sleep in a husband and wife relationship. Uh, you know, in other relationships, the idea of spending time together and chatting about what's happening. Uh, with the warmer weather, you know, you want to take advantage of it. I go for walks. I love to walk. And quite frequently, I go walk for a walk with my wife, maybe in the morning, usually in the evening, and we talk. Sometimes we talk about a lot of stuff. Sometimes we don't talk about much. But the idea is just there. It helps to keep things on the same page. Highlight the positive. He or she had handled the situation great. It was difficult. They did their best and they did a great job. Uh, Maybe something was accomplished. Uh, Maybe a course was finished. Talk about it. Be an encouragement. Tell him or her they did a great job. We're so quick to go to the negative and focus on it. We need to train our minds to look for the positive and encourage the other person. That's some ways uh, to resolve conflict, to dissolve them. We must replace anger with humility. Uh, be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even for, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Finally, 1 Peter 3, 8, Finally, be of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous. Little Molly complained to her mommy that her stomach was hurting. And realizing it was close to lunch, mom said to her, Your stomach's empty. That's why you'll feel better in a few moments once you get something in it. Don't worry, we got you covered. Later that evening, the pastor came by for a visit. And during the conversation with her parents, Molly heard the pastor say that he had a headache. Well, Molly had some very good information, didn't she? That's because, she said, it's empty. You'll feel better once you put something in it. (laughs) I'm sure the pastor was a little bit humbled by such a statement. Uh, The idea is that we just need to keep a humble spirit. It's going to help us so much. Uh, I think of a time not too long ago ministering in a nursing home here in Brampton. And a lady in the front was becoming very agitated and giving me all kinds of nasty looks. If looks could kill, I would be dead. And uh, she didn't perked up and said that uh, I was hurting her ears. She had just gotten her ears clean that week and my voice was too loud. That's not the first time I've told them too loud, but at any rate, we had a good chuckle and uh, the staff made sure I wasn't offended to come back again. I wasn't offended, but the idea just taking a humble view, just keeping it you know, real. Like, watch out for that pride and you can get in there and cause so much trouble forgiveness we need to forgive forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors 
Are you living with unresolved conflict? Well, let me encourage you to choose forgiveness. Everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have to forgive someone or they have to seek forgiveness. Forgiving indicates the state of your heart. A forgiving heart is a Christ-like heart. I am so thrilled that Jesus Christ forgives me the moment I ask for it. So if we demonstrate an attitude of we want to get our pound of flesh before we give forgiveness, we are not being Christ-like. That is a mentality of the world. The Word of God tells us to forgive, to seek forgiveness, to be peaceable among, among all men. That is the biblical viewpoint, and that's what we should be striving for. Unresolved anger is a often, I should say, a hidden enemy of the home and our relationships. We have to disarm it, we must refuse it, and we must get things right and replace that anger according to the Word of God. Folks, let's be disarming the, that enemy. Let's remove it. Let's take it out of our homes, out of our lives, and replace it with good things from God's Word. Let's be guarding our mouth. Boy, that, that little member, boy, gets us in a lot of trouble. I'm sure that's going to be a podcast down the road. Uh, but at any rate, guard your mouth. Forgive. Give forgiveness. Grant it. Look for it. Seek it. We need to do that. And then follow God's blueprint for your marriage, for your family, and your relationships. Until next time, keep exploring the Word and looking to Jesus.